0: Yo, pot! This is Meat Mitch, and you're listening to
1: the Barbecue Central Show. Bump!
0: Happy to have you aboard here for the really big barbecue show.
1: Boing! We cook because we have to, and we grill because we want to. Hit me! Fine, how do you doing? <laughs>
2: You have a great show of a big fan.
3: Boing.
2: So what? What? What seems to be the problem here? This man looks like he's dead, and he's in the in the crackle. Charbono! It's all
4: about the Charbono, dude. Succulent fish. What?
5: He ate for wiener. Well, so listen, Laburnus, shake your
0: face.
5: I'm shaking like a dog shit peach seeds. <laughs> we have
0: top men working on it right now. <laughs> Um, All right, just like that, we are into the second hour. Welcome aboard. It is the special Christmas Eve edition of the Barbecue Central Show, so if you're getting this on podcast, it very might well be the day after Christmas. You are behind. This was the one that you needed to watch live, but I understand it's Christmas Eve. You have better things to do. You're out traveling around, getting all your family visits in having special dinners, whatever it is that you do on Christmas Eve. What do you do on Christmas Eve? Email me. I'd love to know. Some of you are right here taking in this show as you race up to midnight. Again, I'm giving you that hour to make sure that everything else is done. Here's what I suggest. Why not be efficient, right? Listen and watch the show. And then, while you're watching the show, also wrap gifts and uh, you know do some other things as well. It's going to be uh, fun. Uh, i got to figure this out real quick. Oh, boy. This is the problem with the green shirt. It uh, definitely does not like the green screen in back of me. It's playing off. Ter- I'm just going to leave it like this again and then realize that I should never be wearing a, a green shirt with a green screen. I thought it was going to be... Enough green offset to where it wasn't, but you can see right here, right there. It's ticking for some reason or a little bit of noise on the... I see everything. A lot of you guys are probably like, what are you talking about? I don't even see anything. Thanks for pointing that out. Now I can't not see it. I'm sorry. sorry. I see everything. If it's not good, it's bad. Trust me. Uh, don't forget, coming up in 12 minutes, we will get rejoined by the Embedded Correspondence segment. It is the fourth Tuesday of the month. I am uh, humbled that they are taking time out of their holiday season, and their, especially their Christmas Eve, to spend it with us here as we lead up to Christmas Day, and then, of course, uh, going into the new year. If you miss the first hour, don't forget, in a programming note that I offered up at the top of the show... There will be no live show next week, so I'm going to be working on either a best of or maybe I'll just rerun a a previous show all the way through. Uh, From a sponsor standpoint, you've got to fulfill that obligation, and uh, all the sponsors have been pretty much the same all the way through, at least from the summer on. So I'll just grab what I think maybe was the best one, or depending on how things run out here over the next uh, week or leading up six days, piece together a show. That may or may not be uh, a little bit better, so it's uh, not just a whole show played through, but you get some you know, good best-of segments or something like this, so we'll see how it uh, works. Again, uh, not going to be in live next week because uh, that very day, uh, the oldest is getting a fairly involved hip surgery where they're actually going to be breaking her hip in order to get it positioned into the right place and then anchored in and all that stuff. So big recovery going on with that, a six- to eight-week no uh, no weight or non-weight bearing restriction right off the bat and then crutches after that and then we get into physical therapy from there. So The goal is to get back to school next fall. She'll be taking this coming semester off in the spring semester and then hopefully hopefully back in shape enough to not get redshirted for the volleyball season uh, which would technically be her second year. She won't be a sophomore because she'll be out this semester so she'll be a uh, Technically, still a, a freshman as she comes back in the start of her second year, but no big deal anymore. So we'll uh, see how she recovers and go from there. I'll keep you updated if you're interested. Don't forget, you can follow me socially at BBQ Central Show right here at BBQ Central Show on the Instagram and the Twitter slash BBQ Central Show on Facebook, at BBQ Central Show on TikTok and Snapchat and all that other stuff. And as I had told Jess Pryles uh, two weeks ago. You know, I'm becoming more and more convinced that we are see- – it maybe doesn't feel like it, and I'm not saying it's going away altogether, but I feel that whatever the current stage of social media is right now, between Twitter and Facebook and Instagram, those three specifically, I think those are starting to – I believe that those will fade at some point. Maybe we'll get into that a little bit more when we have the guys back on here to chop it up a little bit. But I have, uh, A, both grown a little tired of uh, social media. I do want to put stuff that's out. I mean, if you follow me, you do see me posting stuff. I mean, there's no doubt about it. But I'm also becoming a little more disenchanted with what you have to do in order to continually build the following. And so I will buck the algorithms and the suggestions from these social media experts and say, if I think that it's worth posting, you'll see it. And a lot of it isn't really going to be about me or me personally or anything like that. Uh, I think I've said a number of times here on this show that if I didn't have this show, I would not be on social media at all, uh, quite frankly, because I just don't think anything that I would do during the course of a day is that interesting. Or interesting enough for me to want to share it to people who don't really know me. So without the show, I would be gone. uh, Off the grid, as it were, I would probably still have a smartphone and access to email just in case it's important. But It's both uh, motivating and demotivating, this whole thing. So follow me because it's fun. I do try to post some stuff, but you're not going to get bombarded by a whole bunch of crap either. Again, it's at BBQ Central Show on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and Snapchat slash BBQ Central Show on Facebook. Uh, we will be rejoining the embedded correspondence here in just a few minutes. Uh, but first, let me talk to you about this. You know, it's one of those things that continually shows up. I thought two years ago we had seen the end of bacon and that it was so incredible the popularity of bacon uh oh (sighs) to continue reading I have to sign up for this oh forget
3: it
0: here's what I can tell you bacon is so hot that the world's top pork producer is expanding and here are the highline items Uh, a sponsor of this show Smithfield Smithfield Spending $45 million on their South Dakota operations, pork belly prices are staying strong even amid the trade war with China. America's love affair with bacon is so strong that Smithfield Foods, Inc., who is the world's largest hog producer, is building up its capacity to produce the meat and to help meet that demand, meat. The company is spending 45 mil on a pork expansion project. The money will be used to upgrade its high-speed bacon lines and renovate a distribution center in Sioux Falls, South Dakota, according to a statement that was released a few Thursdays ago. It's also rebuilding a hog facility, improving operations for seasoned ground pork, which is a popular overseas export. I love seasoned ground pork. Isn't that the sausage chub that I use for the bacon explosion when I cook it. And that's, you know, when I talk about America's love affair of bacon, certainly it's delicious. Certainly you can make your own. I think more and more people are starting to make their own bacon. Not that they hadn't before, but I'm starting to see it more and more through a bunch of different social media channels as I was just complaining about social media. But you can see pork belly a lot more commonly offered in Grocery stores now, I see huge pork bellies at Costco. They're 11 pounds. It's so, the pork bellies at Costco are so big. How big? It almost turns me off to buying one because am I really going to buy an 11-pound pork belly and, and make that many burnets? Certainly I can cut it in half and vacuum pack it and all that stuff. Save it for the next time. Prices are actually really good. But the the initial grab of an 11-pound pork belly is potentially concerning to me. I wouldn't mind seeing it in half, but maybe they don't have half. I don't know. So you people love bacon. I love bacon. Everybody continues to love bacon. Also, before we get into the embedded correspondence, I want to take this time to personally thank all the sponsors of this show who have been with me for years. A, A few have are new. We've lo- we've gained a few, we've lost a few, all this stuff. We do have, I think two open read spots. So the big reads that I do in the middle of the show, we have two open right now, just from a, a timing and a time of the year reason. Uh, we have a couple openings. So if you are interested, uh, it's 500 bucks a month. So compare that to normal radio or, or whatever it is. And the discount is huge. And remember, this is target marketing. If you have a barbecue product or service or something related to that. You get in front of thousands and thousands of people. The show downloaded uh, more than 20,000 times a month and growing. These are documented numbers, by the way, not made-up numbers. Not some BS XML grab. Documented numbers that I pay for from Blueberry, one of the most respected stat grabbers in the biz. So if you're interested, hit me up. But we're pretty much locked and loaded for sponsors for next year, and they've been with me for years and years. Potential new ones, some old ones that are coming back on that were on, they were off, now they're coming back on again. Really exciting. Embedded Correspondence coming up out of the break. I want to talk to you quickly about Big Papa Smokers, the one-stop online shop for all things barbecue, a curated selection of only the best outdoor cooking and grilling supplies get you on the path to better barbecue results in no time. Everything at BigPapaSmokers.com has been pitmaster approved by Sterling Big Papa Ball himself. From the award-winning rubs and sauces to the American-made grills and smokers, Big Papa's has something for every outdoor cook to make you better. That's right. 13 perfectly balanced flavors of rubs and seasonings, sweet money, cattle prod, cash cow, regular money, desert gold, double secret steak rub. Could I go on? Yes. But I will spare you. They're great, by the way. You got to get some. My favorite is Sweet Money. I buy it by the five-pound bag. They also have a unique partnership with Steph Franklin over at Simply Marvelous Barbecue to form what's now the West Coast offense. Hugely popular on the competition circuit. Continuing to win and win and win. Big Papa's also the owner of Granny's Barbecue Sauce. So if you're tired of what's already out there or you want to try something new, I suggest giving it a work. They have the Mac 2 Star General Pellet Grill on lockdown with the exclusive online dealership package. They can get you special stuff as well as it is related to the Mac General Pellet Grill. If you're not a fan of, uh, fan of pellet smokers, no problem. Hickory Ace BP is on Big, uh, Big Papa Smokers competition trailer. It's the only charcoal smoker on his trailer, by the way. And if you're not sure of what grill you need, you can't go wrong with anything offered on the website. Give them a call when you have questions, 877 877- 877 8280727 that's 8778280727 or shop the website bigpapasmokers.com that's b i g p o p p a smokers.com and of course we know big papa smokers sterling ball looking for a really successful 2020 competition season so we wish him good luck as well good luck sterling and we will be back as we are rejoined by the embedded what okay anyway we will come back right after this stick around for more embedded correspondence
2: The only show giving you a monthly visit from a doctor of barbecue, a man actually named Meathead, the author of A Barbecue Bible, bloggers, reviewers, competitors, and manufacturers by the dozens. It's the Barbecue Central Show. Once again, here's your host, Greg Rempy. Welcome
0: back. This portion of the show being brought to you by Smithfield. America's largest pork producer? Yes. Offering you things like the Committed Cooks program? Yes. Go to smokinwithsmithfield.com and you too can get some pretty cool stuff for only a small fee to ship. So I think it's 20 or 25 bucks. So go to smokinwithsmithfield.com. All of the grant application things have been closed. Maybe we can get Laura Paulden on to talk about who's going to get those as well. But uh, check everything out, smokinwithsmithfield.com And we are once rejoined by the Embedded Correspondents. <laughs> Guys, appreciate you uh, coming back here on the show. Uh, let me ask a quick question. Is my background blurry? I thought it was blurry when I rejoined the call. Is it okay? Looks good. Looks good. Okay. It scared me there. 1st I've never had to rejoin a call. but uh, And now, look, here we go. Steve Ray, once again, pulling it out. Is that a uh what do they call that the the Ansel Adams uh, type painting or whatever it's called?
1: Am I right? No, no. No, it's not Ansel. Ansel Adams was a photographer, Greg. Yeah, well, whatever. I, oh my god. Don't how dare <laughs> you chastise me on
0: my own show. You say well, you yes, the answer is yes. Devil. Who who is that? There it's it's uh that looks familiar that artist. Uh, I don't know who it is. Oh. It's not it's just a background. Oh, yeah. to see my fa- No, but there's mm-hmm. a, there's, a, there's there's there are uh, That's my favorite. That's my favorite. All right. We go back to here, and it's just me right here on the Barbecue Central show today. (laughs) Uh, All right. So let's go ahead and get back to the topics at hand, which are... Where's my embedded correspondence sheet? Here we go. All right. um, We quickly went through and talked about things we would like to see under the tree for tomorrow. Uh, Let's go ahead and get into... Sound clips or, or best things of, of 2019, if we could do that. So uh, I think I have at least the majority of these ready to go on my Dropbox. I have everything piped in the way it should be. And uh, let me quickly last EC. Sorry, I thought I had this uh, ready to go final. Okay, um, let's start with Steve. And I I don't I guess I don't know if we have all of these or not. Um, but if I see them, I will play them, and then we can uh, comment after that. Uh, let's go to your uh, best sound bites or things that were most memorable to you in 2019.
1: You want to talk about them now?
0: Uh, yeah, play? I mean, you know, now is fine.
1: I don't remember what I, I don't remember what I wrote down. Don't you have your sheet up? I don't have no. I don't have it in front of me. What? Why would I I bring it?
0: Why would you have the outline for a show that we're doing? I have no idea. (laughs) Probably for reasons just like this.
1: Uh, Just play it. Just uh, play it, and I'll comment afterwards.
0: Oh, dear. Now, hold on. Now we got to find your stuff. This makes for poor production. Which one is Steve? Steve is an orange. Okay. Uh, I just posted. uh, John, do I have, do you know if I have all these? It, you do the, not have all this, of them, but oh.
2: you have a spreadsheet in that in that folder that is oh. similar to our production document for the show. Okay, I'll get you an address for that.
0: I got it up here somewhere. Okay. It's it, it, it's in it's in the Dropbox.
2: It's in the Dropbox. Right. It is a, the spreadsheet. Yep. End of year EC.
0: End of year EC. And okay. last year, end of year EC clips. Here we go. All right. Sorry, bear with me. Poor, uh, this is poor planning on my part. All right, so just the uh, the ones in the green, or or what we have here. Correct. Uh, Steve Ray uh, is going to tell us about the time I threw Doug off the ship. Now, let me see. Well, that, oh, okay. No, I'm gonna I'm gonna try and figure out how this correlates. Uh, Steve Ray. Hold on. Steve. Doug on hot dog. John, do you have any idea what it... Doug walks off. Doug walks off. Here we go. Stand by. (laughs) (laughs) Not John's fault, by the way. It's my fault. Doug. Doug.
5: Yeah. Oh, there you are. (laughs) I. Yes. Uh, hello. 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 Great take. Uh, great take, uh, Steve. Uh, Chad Ward. He is a barbecue entertainer. And uh, David, I totally agree with you. There are some people out there that have 100,000 followers and they can barely cook barbecue. And I've seen this in in, in person. Um, John, I also agree with you in terms of changing the
0: definition a little bit. Oh, I my took it
5: in terms of not necessarily a barbecue entertainer. Someone that
0: by the way, I'm pausing this in the middle. I'm losing my mind as I'm rehearing this, by the way.
5: Someone that entertains barbecuers oh. That's what I think I am from the standpoint of. I want people to entertain me. So um, in terms of you know, video people, um, Diva Q and Sam Zion are, are probably 1A and 1B. Uh, to, to your point, Greg, in terms of what she calls herself a media personality. So uh, it's if that's you know somewhat uh, similar to a barbecue entertainer. Um, early on in your show, oh. Greg, you had Fred Bernardo, yes, Tasty Licks barbecue yes. team. Right. I actually started watching some of his videos early on and he was very entertaining uh, if, if you recall him so um obviously we've got meathead who does uh, i don't really watch many of the videos um from a technical standpoint i do watch the nbbq uh l the national barbecue league i do watch some of those videos because they uh, um, i do learn a few th- things from them now from a tv perspective who are the the, the entertainer people that uh, entertain barbecue people obviously bobby flay i mean bobby flay does entertain me <laughs> is uh, beat bobby flay i l- love to watch that um michael simon alton brown um i even i've come to love roger moving to a certain degree as a man, <laughs> the- all right
0: doug, i gotta it's cut you of off i gotta of cut you off doug your internet connection absolutely blows <laughs> You're well behind. You're cutting out. You're Darth Vadering. Uh, I'm. I'm just about ready to blow my top because this is a great thing, and you're fucking it all up. And I'm. I've had enough. So can you uh, hang up and call back in, please? Hang back up sure. and call back in. Let's see if we can reconnect. Here. Put the jetpack on for crying out loud. We got really important things to talk about. All right, all right. Jeez. And
3: I'm the one in the yeah, hotel. Yeah,
0: yeah. Come on. Well, guess what, David? You kind of sound like shit. So let's not get all on the fence. <laughs>
5: All right, here we go. Wait, we can't sound worse microphone. than Sterling
0: did last week. Oh, Sterling just sounds bad and he uses a phone. That's hard. All right. He's the third what let me, what's his rating, Steve? 2. He's he's the second most popular guy uh, in uh, what is, he he? is he's the second most influential. <laughs> all right. Wow, we I mean that uh, that's all I can. Have. Um Steve, why did you pick that as a a great moment? I mean, it's kind of self-explanatory, but Tell me well, why you well, liked it the most.
1: I'll tell you why I did it. Because among, among our, our little group, Doug is like like the Apostle John, Jesus Christ's favorite. And uh, when you <laughs> took him to task and threw him off the show, you didn't just counsel him. You threw him, off the, you threw him out of the boat on the Sea of Galilee. <laughs> and I just loved it. <laughs> uh, d- I just loved it. <laughs> Doug, explain
0: yourself. You're on mute, buddy. <laughs>
1: Throw him off again.
0: <laughs> Another <one. laughs>
5: oh, oh, that was painful. Gosh, I can't believe you lasted that long in terms of uh, putting up with that. But, well, uh, I mean, yeah.
0: as as Doug or as Steve said, I mean, you're you have garnered the most goodwill in the bank here, so I, I can <laughs> I can let you run so much, but at some point I got to drop the floor on the gallop. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
5: Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. You so, were very patient. So
0: how is your you. how is your setup now? What are you using to avoid? you know, a a bad connection. Because, you know, that's one thing that I'm pretty insistent on is that we all try and sound the best because I want to make the podcast listeners who are mostly audio, uh, you know, uh, there's video people that rewatch and stuff like that. But, you know, that's a little secondary to me on video quality. But sound quality is always paramount.
5: Right. So, yeah, actually when this goes back to when we switched from coax to fiber fiber would never work i mean they ran a line directly from the pole to yeah to when i rolled out you know and so uh, you're not gonna like the answer but uh i am wireless i use my <laughs> <laughs> telephone hotspot. wow and that particular night i didn't have it it was down in in the uh, living room downstairs and so the uh, connection wasn't very
0: good mm. and so
5: now i uh always bring my my i've got my phone right here
0: and that's how i use uh-huh. use it everything is exactly. in close proximity to maintain good wireless connections yes that is uh-huh. correct steve how do you connect to the show are you all wired
1: uh yes i'm hardwired
0: hardwired up here I'm hard-wired. all right john yeah. are you hardwired in the studios in michigan
1: i am wireless oh you are i
2: am i'm i've gamed up big gaming routers and i go with it all I'm, right i'm
0: so, are you? are not operating on a jetpack. Like, what's your wireless setup to make sure you're getting a good connection? It,
2: uh, the biggest internet pipe I can buy in my area, and uh, the fastest, most current gaming router I can get my hands oh, on. Oh, it's a gaming router. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's well, it card. just means it's yeah. you know,
0: gigs cost a second. More money. Gigs a second. Yeah. Cost more. Yeah. Exactly. Right. All right. Uh, now, the next clip that uh, Steve Ray is assigned to. You know, I have trouble saying this uh, out loud, but uh, this is a clip of our third Tuesday of the month guest, uh, Robin Lindars, and a, a word that she has used a number of times here on the show that uh, you know, I'm not necessarily a fan of.
4: This combination of flavors and smells and like umami experience that I am contributing to this dish.
3: And so I'm totally jerking out here
4: for a second. But, you know, one thing I did have a hard time with was, like, you're never going to be able to cook collard greens to total, um, like, softness. That's, like, a retarded-sounding word. But you get the idea.
3: Robin!
0: Robin, you can't say that. Jeez, you can't say it. Come
4: on. It does sound retarded when you say it. Oh. Robin!
0: You can't say that word. Come on. See... Here, I mean, wowee, I can't, but of course that makes it. I mean, that's uh, an incredible sound drop. Here's the thing that I don't understand. Let me uh come with uh, join you guys. the The best part of that soundbite, and by the way, that's an atrocious soundbite. But the best part of that soundbite is that I am admonishing Robin for using the word retard, and she thinks that I'm saying that she can't soft boil the asparagus or whatever the hell she was talking about, and then proceeds to redrop that word uh, a second after I said you can't say that word because she's not understanding why I am yelling. So uh, let's quickly go back around as we are rapidly coming to a close here in 2019 to reconfirm our opinion on the word uh, retard. Uh, Doug, we should uh, get rid of this word, yes or no? Yeah, in today's society, yeah. you have to. All right. Uh, Steve, I know you're probably on the fence here, but what do you think? No, I don't, I don't use it. You don't use it. Uh, John, uh, I would assume you're with the bunch here? Yeah, get it out of here. All right. Uh, Steve, why do you like this soundbite so much?
1: Well, well, the, the way she set it up, the, when she came on that night, she, she, she told you that she had been celebrating <laughs> buying a, a new piece of property with her husband right. and had been drinking all day. All day. <laughs> and, and you can hear her barely audible to begin with and then when and then when you took her to task she's she missed the point but she just totally missed the point on what you were saying to her it was, it was hilarious
0: yeah wowie so that- uh in, in yeah, I, I totally forgot that she was celebrating the 20 acre purchase of you know somewhere in is it central Florida wherever the hell she's at now so in the in the and the wilderness. yeah. But critter, yeah, yeah. Her husband is quickly eliminating all wildlife off of those 20 acres from what I see as well. So uh, he's a man's man. Uh, all right. Uh, so those are Steve's clips that I have here. Uh, mine are actually a little bit longer, so we might need a little bit more time for that. Let's go to uh, Doug Scheiding's clips. And uh, let me see here. This is a crack bar. This is the right one. All right. The. Uh, no surprise, Craig Barr making an appearance here on this show. He will also do it uh, on my and, uh, and I pray,
4: and I I hope for I hope for the best of them. I pull into that Popeyes at eleven o'clock in the morning on that They better have a goddamn chicken sandwich. <laughs> right. You know what I am saying?
0: Well, if if if, okay? if if they have a chicken sandwich, does everything go? Does everything quickly go away or no?
4: I mean, who. Is, is, is there a bookie out there? Is Somebody taking spread on this? I mean, what's oh, the over under here? I mean, what's the, of what's the what's the what's the line on the uh, you know? going to run out of chicken sandwiches you know by two o'clock on launch day. Or
0: what's the line on if they're going to run out of chicken sandwiches by two o'clock on launch day? Uh, Doug, you found this to be uh, specifically entertaining. What do you think?
5: Uh, yeah, I think it's very funny, and and his accent, his New York accent. And, and he sounds like he could be a bookie and maybe he knows a lot about this uh, for certain reasons. But, uh, yeah, it was just hilarious.
0: Uh, Steve, you don't think that uh, uh, Craig Barr is into any nefarious bookkeeping, do you?
1: <laughs> no. No, he, <laughs> he pressure washes cars for a living.
0: Yeah, wow. Uh, yeah, I mean, does. I think the the best part of, is the opening when a guy who is actively seeking lawsuits against Popeyes – is also selling Popeyes or is also telling Popeyes on the re release date. Hey, you better have some goddamn chicken sandwiches <laughs> when I show up at eleven o'clock at my nearest Popeyes. And by the way, I hope I don't crack another rim and pop another tire. John, your thoughts on this sound bite?
2: I I, I laugh. I just, it's the funniest thing ever. I couldn't cut it. I was cutting it. I was laughing. I, you started playing it. I know it's coming. It's like, it is the most hilarious thing ever. It should be a new drop on the big show somehow.
0: <laughs> yeah. In the second hour, I got to, I got to redo the, the second hour, uh, second hour intro and, and drop some of those in. All right. here's Doug's next 2019 soundbite. Then you bring it out.
2: <laughs> you set that little ramekin with your fake creme brulee on it on a plate a little powdered sugar, and a couple raspberries. Berries? You want some berries? (laughs) And if you're really on your game, you'll take a piece of paper. I can't do it. You'll shape it into a heart. Yes. And you'll put the heart on top of the creme brulee (laughs) after it's been torched, after it's been in the fridge and cold. Yes. Then you shake your powdered sugar over the top, and you remove the heart, the paper heart, and it's one of these. (laughs) Double heart. Wow. If you can't get laid from this stuff, then (laughs) you're not working hard enough. Beat it. That's what I say. (laughs) Hit the bricks,
3: pal, and beat
0: it, because you are going out. That's right. Uh, That is Stan, the cooking guy, telling us how we can all get lucky in that. Uh, Doug, why did you like that?
3: Well,
5: because it's a recurring theme it comes up several times. Meathead say, said the same <laughs> sort of thing. He likes it when people come up to him in a bar and said, I got you know lucky because of you. And, and then uh, remember when Sam was also uh, talking about Salt Bay and his 25 million YouTube followers, and he's got to bang everybody's wife at the table to be successful or
4: something like but that. To, meet
0: expect- just- to, to make sure that you're meeting proper expectation when you yes. have that many followers, you have to bang all the wives <laughs> at the table. That's the only way to do it. Well, that would be some kind of scene. Uh, John, your thoughts on uh, getting laid for dessert? Uh, I haven't been able to pull that off, so I need to up my game. <laughs> I mean, is it, you know, Doug brings up an in, uh, an interesting point here because it does seem to be a theme that reoccurs through some of the reoccurring guests, not to be redundant, but it, it does appear that my guests will say if you can reach a certain culinary strata in your skill set, that you will be able to get lucky more than you would not if you didn't have these uh, culinary sets. Steve, do you agree with that or is that kind Absolutely. of a is that kind Absolutely. of a that's that's Absolutely. not sensationalism in your mind? No. No. No? No. Right. It,
1: that's what food does. It, it, food is a turn on.
0: What's your go-to it, get laid dish, Steve? Steak. All oh, the way.
1: Right. No question about it. Beef steak. That's what steak. you're saying? Steve so no saying carbs. beef with Got to keep it light, man. Oh, God. you carbs. Got to keep it light. You can't be carbon up for it. You got to be in there and you got to be ready. Doug, what's your Steak. what's your go to dish, Doug?
5: Um, I would say sam- smoked salmon with the blue cheese cream sauce. Oh, all right. Well,
0: I was going to say day. you know salmon is mine too, buddy. Everybody loves salmon. yeah, but I got to forego what I like and make sure you give it to the ladies. Uh, John, <laughs> your your uh, go to dish.
2: I don't have a go-to get-laid-food Oh, uh, maybe come I'm on gonna, i mean what are you kidding me it's like it's, it's never been in my consciousness <laughs> even, It's like it's one of my goals for 2020 as soon as i'm done with the book
1: all right as oh, soon gosh. as you're done with the book we're gonna work on getting laid right, great okay uh john is steak, from a little whoopie then ice cream baby come yeah,
0: on that's right then you know after the fact you're gonna after, have to carb after. load to get the energy carb backup, it up, right yeah carb it up, afterwards. carb it up you never know there could be a need of repeat performance depending on how good that steak was right steve Yeah. Uh, All right. uh, We are talking with the Embedded Correspondents here. I will uh, step away real quick and do the last read of 2019. Is that right? Well, last big read of 2019. And then uh, we will get to John's cuts, my cuts, and go from there talk about some 2020 predictions maybe we'll see what kind of time we have left i'll talk to you quickly about the barbecue guru so we can get right back into it believing that outdoor cooking should be easy and fun because it can be especially with the barbecue guru products the automatic temperature control devices the rib ring of course the monolith which is the world's first temperature controlled ceramic cooker that has a built-in power draft fan all the great accessories that come with it so you're not getting nickel and dimed there you can easily choose the cooking time and temperature. Let the monolith do the work of a sous chef or a barbecue pit master. And with minimal effort, you now have oven-like precision at the grill. You can serve the tastiest, juiciest meals each and every time. And if you have a Guru controller already, just wire it to the fan on that monolith. Away you go. If you have any questions, call them. 800-288-GURU. You can also uh, visit their website and see what other products they have. BBQGuru.com. That's BBQGuru.com. We are back with the Embedded Correspondence as we are rounding out the special Christmas Eve edition of the Barbecue Central Show. Stick around. We'll be right back.
2: Continuing to produce incredibly mediocre content. In an exceptionally professional way. You're listening and watching the Barbecue Central Show. Once again, here's your host, Craig Rampey. Alright,
0: this portion of the show being brought to you by The Smoke Sheet. Get in the know on everything in the barbecue world. If you want to sign up for that weekly newsletter, you go to BBQNewsletter.com and sign up a great all-in-one resource for the live fire industry brought to you by Sean Ludwig and Ryan Cooper. Continuing to pass good wishes to Ryan Cooper as he is uh, getting through some colon cancer stuff. Again, bbqnewsletter.com. That's bbqnewsletter.com. And we're rejoined once again by the Embedded Correspondents here as we're pressing through some great sound clips of 2019. Uh, Let me see. Oh, we got uh, one more... Uh, let's see Uh, yeah here we go we got one more for Doug and see if you can place uh, this particular right
3: oh my gosh I mean hot dogs are like everybody's secret favorite thing I
2: like how much some people pretend to hate hot dogs but actually everybody loves hot dogs
4: right Uh,
0: I gotta pause it here I'm gonna show my ass here John who the hell is talking
2: Oh, Susie from Boyd. Hey
0: Grill. Hey. Oh, my God. Sorry, Susie. Couldn't couldn't place it. Here we go. Uh, oh, you don't like hot dogs? Oh, no, Susie, I'm about, I'm going to relay a story to you that <laughs> might ruin your evening, and I don't want to do it, but I have to, because my Texas Embedded Correspondent, uh, we won't use his name, it rhymes with Doug Shiding. And he has made under no pretense and has said it live on audio video of this show that not only does he detest hot dogs, he will not even put a hot dog on any of his cookers ever. He hates hot dogs, which, of course, to me means he also hates kids and not necessarily in that order. But he legitimately hates hot dogs and won't even cook. Can you imagine? Susie bullock and her family todd the kids are over at doug's house then the, your uh you know son is like, hey mr shining can you put these hot dogs on he would be like uh beat it kid no way <laughs> no how can you believe humans live like this
3: they're secret closet hot dog eaters
0: i believe I that I agree. I agree oh, with i agree with that, doug, about that. <laughs> come out of the hot dog <laughs> closet <laughs> outrageous wow, wow doug should uh are we here we go you wait oh, here we go
2: Barbecue Central Show exclusive news. Of All right, Greg Rampey
0: once again reporting from the breaking news desk here in Cleveland, Ohio. Doug, are you coming out of the barbecue closet?
5: No, I'm still joking no, on that wow. hanger. No, we, <laughs> so,
0: wow, we, that was a great clip, uh, Doug. You, I mean, specific, What was the best part of that clip? Was it the fact that Susie was uh, a gas? That you are such a, a hot dog hater, or was it the fact that she's calling you out being a closet hot dog lover?
5: Yeah, the, clo- the closet uh, was, was actually the best part of that. So she wrapped it up nice so, nicely.
0: Steve, Steve, what's your favorite part of that?
1: Uh, when you break in and, and tell her uh, <laughs> that it, I won't use any names, but it rhymes with Doug Shottie. <laughs> oh, I always try and keep that's, it that's, subtle,
0: like around the – That's, you know. that's
1: the, That was the best part.
0: Yeah. No names, please. Uh, John, no names. your favorite part of the clip?
2: Okay, just the hot dog closet, which is why I titled the uh, you – know, Come out of the closet. You love hot dogs. Admit it.
0: (laughs) Um, uh, My favorite part is when I pretend like I'm the kid going up to Doug and saying, hey, can you throw these hot dogs on? And I say, hey, kid, beat it. I mean, that's my favorite. Um, Well, that was a great clip by Susie Bullock, and those are Doug's clips. And now we'll uh, race over to John Solberg. And here's a clip. Let's see. Um, Is the the one I want to play... Well, let's just go ahead and give this a shot. See if you can place this. This is very unique. So I have to figure out that uh, Steve has blurred himself out totally, which, uh, you know, from a guest's viewing standpoint, Steve, we all <laughs> applaud that. Steve, quit trying to mess around with your goddamn technology. Get the blur away, and let's just see it for Christ's sake. I mean, everybody's got to be so fucking cute on this show. Get the blur away. Let's see you, and let's get after it for crying out loud. John, you tell these people that they can do all this stuff, and then they think they're magicians, and now look at Steve. Can't get the goddamn camera off of blur. He can't do it. God damn it. This is unbelievable. Steve. Can you take the blur off, please? Wow. I mean, I got to say uh, right off the bat, John, I uh, after listening to this again for the 700th time, because it's fabulous, uh, I, don't, I want people to know that I was not at all admonishing John for somehow not being responsible for Steve's actions. I just want to say that up front. Uh, I, I, what I was saying, and it goes back to the first hour, you just happened to have a pulse or your finger on the pulse of everybody's setup, up and i thought that while you know you're somebody that has the wherewithal to blur backgrounds and all this stuff that i thought you might have mentioned it to steve and then steve has gone uh and no pun to doug here <laughs> steve has gone rogue and decided <laughs> to get cute with all the stuff which didn't end up being the case so uh doug uh, go ahead and react to that
5: oh that but- that was hilarious. <laughs> I didn't, uh, I should have, that should have been my response to Steve for in terms of uh, almost getting thrown off the show. That was hilarious.
0: Uh, John, why did you like this so much? Cause I, I just, I, I was like, well,
2: I didn't have nothing to do with it. It's like, John, you think these people are, it's like, dad's mad and all of us are in trouble. Doesn't matter if you did it. Doesn't, you know, Doug's a <laughs> golden child. He's not going to get yelled at. But it's like the rest of us, oh, we are all, you were, I had never ever seen you so worked up on a show. I, I mean, you were cranked, dude. It was it's
0: hilarious. Steve, what does it feel like to listen back to that?
1: Oh, I love it. The, the, I wish it was video too, because when you said that to to John that night, John sat back in his chair, threw up his his <laughs> hands. I thought he was going to cry. <laughs> and I was, cause I was fervent. I wasn't even listening to you. I was trying to fix the damn camera. <laughs> you just sound like a bunch of, you sound like a peanuts thing. Yeah, I
3: wasn't
1: even listening. Well, and I just, learned, I was just trying to fix it. And, and I looked up and there's John going, um, and I went, good, good. Yeah. Yeah. It was him. It was him. Great. Somebody's <laughs> taking the heat. Um, you know,
0: when I listened back to it, I, it's, it's a weird thing because the first 10 or 12 seconds, it's, I sound like it's going to be funny, but immediately something changed for me. and It's like I feel that uh, madness and that tension Like comes into my gut. When I'm re-listening back to these things, it's like I'm reliving all of these emotions again. So when I hear that, and I can see when I start to trend off of, I think I'm going to try and make this a funny bit, and then the, the, the madness takes over and it spools right up to take off speed. And uh, wow, it's a, so again, I have to apologize to to John, or, or I just have to set the record straight. I was not yelling at John, even though it, it certainly comes across like it's John's fault. It's fine. So it's unbelievable.
2: It's fine. It, it was. It's gold, and it was worth yeah. it. I will take the hit every single All day. Right. Here's uh, here's
0: John's last uh, soundbite of the evening. Okay, not sure exactly what happened, but the uh, cat is out of the bag. We. Will now race to the hotline. And welcome back. Third Tuesday of the month. Guest Stephen Rifle. Hey, Stephen. All right, Stephen. Hey. Are you there? I am uh, here. Oh my God. We are ugh, battling technical issues. The likes we haven't seen since the early 80s. I apologize for that, Stephen. You're right on time. Uh, I don't know exactly what the hell is going on here. Are you wearing your pajama bottoms? Oh, my God. Is the secret out now? <laughs> well, I mean, it's not pajama bottoms. These are what I call my comfy clothes. You know, I mean, I go right to bed after the show. I mean, it's 11 o'clock. I got to go right to bed. I'm up at five, running five miles. So, you know, let's do it cozy, right? I mean, I ha- it's like I had to immediately figure a way out that uh, Stephen has paid that much attention to the video feed to bust me in my jammy pants. John, your reaction to that? Uh, you
2: know, of all the clips of everything, I I promise you that all the stuff that I know about the show or all the shows I've watched 20 years from now, out of the blue, I'm going to go, hey, Greg, do you remember that time Steve busted you in your jammies? It just sticks in my head as it's going to be something that we talk about forever.
0: Yeah, it's so weird. Uh, Steve, your thoughts on Jammie Bust 2019?
1: Well, when I saw it happen that night, I said "I said to myself, he's in his jammy bottom. I was going to say, <laughs> did, I mean, did <laughs> anybody think
0: for one second as they see me get up from my desk to try and repair the show as it's happening, which you know I hate, that people, I had no idea that people would even look to see what I'm wearing, let alone bring it up, and then a Hall of well, Famer that- busting me like that was incredible.
1: I wondered, I wondered to myself, I thought, I wonder if he's got them nasty slippers on, too, that people no, wear. No, <laughs> I don't wear
0: slippers. I don't believe in slippers. Uh, Doug, your thoughts on Stephen Reichland bussing me in jammies? Oh, yeah. It's like the
5: sports announcers. You know, they've got the, the jackets on and the tie and everything. But, you know, like John McEnroe, he he probably has shorts on, uh, you know, instead of uh, a full-length uh, suit pants. All
0: right. Uh, now we will get to my clips. Now, I uh, some of these are – I have to refer back to my – Outline here to make sure that I'm playing these because I wanted to do my favorite from start to finish. See, oh, the hell was that? All right, uh, this is uh, you're going to have to buckle in for this one. This is this is a little long, but I think you'll appreciate this uh, look back uh, on this clip of 2019. And then there's this. Last Thursday, the host of the Man is Barbecue uh, podcast, Mickey K, got into his cups a little bit started feeling himself and then did exactly what I tell you people not to do. He hit the go live button. And in doing so created this piece of social media gold. And I will play it here in 1 second, but I'm going to start and stop to make sure I'm clearing up any inaccuracies as they are being thrown out in this alcohol-fueled takedown of me. And and I, and I will also Jump in and out as we are here live on Christmas Eve to add further commentary. If you guys have anything to add, just raise your hand and and we'll stop here. But again, just to set it up, this is going to (laughs) be Mikey's uh, takedown of me on Instagram video. Well, I assume it's me, but he never calls me out specifically by name or mentions the show name or anything like that. And uh, stick with me because it starts very quickly. And once again, I'll be starting and stopping to point out inaccuracies, but this is how it went down
4: to my attention by a friend of mine that i got called out on the um on a podcast show and it's a live show it comes out every i believe tuesday
0: by the way let me point out if you are not in agreeing with swearing this may be a little offensive to you as we roll through it but stick with
4: he goes live on fucking tuesday um that i'm a tool which is fantastic um, I was also told that I purchased my following, which is not true. Now,
0: just to make sure that we are on the accurate side of the fence here, I did not call Mickey a tool, ever. And that was, I think, two shows ago now. The truth is that I received an email from, I think, Steve in Pittsburgh, who was following a number of people that were going down to the certified Angus beef situation in Worcester, Ohio. And Steve said, and that tool Mickey from man is barbecue. That's what happened. Go back and listen to the show. But somebody told Mickey that I called him a tool specifically and that he buys his following, which I never said he bought his following it's easy to find who who I'm not kind of down with because they're not doing my show. There were a number of people that were in Worcester, Ohio, aside from Mickey for Manna's Barbecue, that have never been on the show before. Keep that in mind.
4: I'm sorry that I'm a, that I'm younger than you.
0: That does that. Um, um, this is Christmas Eve, by the way. Uh, did anybody hear him? So he was going for I think uh, I'm a, I think he was going to say millennial. But does anybody else almost hear another start of a different word because when I started listening back to this <laughs> let me let me see if I can run it back I I hear I'm I, I this is what I hear the start of molester I'm sorry I'm a mole he was going to say millennial but also molester comes into my brain listen to this and see if you don't hear molester
4: sorry that I'm a mol- ah! that I'm younger than you <laughs> don't be sorry because you're younger than me
0: you can't help that. By the way, Christmas Eve again, uh, we know for a fact, at least I don't, well, I, I don't know for a fact. I'm not saying anything about uh, Mikey being molested or anything. I'm just telling you what it sounded like because he stopped. That's all. Anybody who was born
4: after me is younger than me.
0: Don't apologize
4: for that. Um, I'm better at social media than you. That's, you know, I'm sorry about that. You're not sorry about that. It, it, it sucks for you, doesn't it, that I'm better at social media than you? Um, yes, I was in Wooster, Ohio. Yes, they invited me. They also invited me to Hawaii. Did you miss that invite too there, buddy? In all fairness, I didn't miss the invite to Hawaii. I never got
0: the invite mm. to Hawaii. Get
3: that stuff out of here.
4: Must have sucked, didn't it? Hawaii was beautiful, and so was the food. I can tell the food was beautiful. Shit happens, but apparently I'm a fucking tool. I've asked you numerous times to come on my show. Here's me calling you out on social media. Come on my show and talk to me. Talk barbecue with me. Everyone's invited. That's the beauty of Man Me Barbecue. That's what we do. We incorporate everybody. We love everyone that wants to cook barbecue. That sucks, doesn't it? What? What sucks? What sucks? Hello? Uh, yeah, dude, I'm not I'm not looking for followers on this. I'm calling somebody out. Um, this is just super I'm sorry, I'm just super heated about it. Who are you calling um, out? Um who are you calling out? It, it it fucking happens. And I'm leaving this up. I'm not gonna pull it down. Remember those words. Really hope that, you know, maybe it gets to you. I don't know. I don't know if you're too big time for me though. Cause I believe last time I asked you to come on my show, you told me you were a little too busy for Don't worry it got to me for me here's your call out bro come on the show chat with us unless you're too busy um dude i'm i don't need to name names the person who knows that i'm talking about them who knows about it and they know it it literally took me over a week to even get notified about this which is kind of funny that it took me that long bro how many people listen to your show now, I have done extensive
0: research on that very question. How many people listen to my show? And I have the exact answer. After doing all of the math, eight people listen to my show. Eight. So I have done the math. Thank
4: you. Clearly it can't be that many. I said eight. My name's Mikey. Oh. Mikey?
0: Oh, Great.
4: Hold on. Cheers. Like I said, let's get into this fucking podcast, bro.
0: That's the tagline, by the way.
4: Chug, 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 <laughs> chug. Stop. It sucks, doesn't it? Wooster was fun.
0: All right. There's, uh, I guess, Mikey. Sorry. I think I said Mickey on accident. Mikey, let's both agree on a few things. First, you're not better at social media than me. That's running the gamut, right? You have bigger numbers on Instagram than me. No question. No question about it. Quite frankly, you have bigger numbers than most of the big barbecue names out there. You have 105,000 followers or something like that. So let's agree also to this. While your follower numbers are very impressive on the whole, from a number standpoint, the actual fan engagement, probably a little lackluster. Wouldn't you agree? And you know, there's nothing more lame than going live in an effort to put someone on blast. And during the video, you say that you aren't going to take the video down, you're going to leave it up, but only minutes after you hit the stop button... You take the video down. That's not very courageous of you. And that's what this show, the Barbecue Central show, is all about. It's about being courageous. Taking it down after you say you're not going to take it down is not very courageous. So here's some advice pro to pro. Next time, when the alcohol takes control and tricks you into thinking that going live is a great idea, sit in a chair, go live, and just unload. Don't walk around. It's annoying and distracting. And please, don't read what the other people in the chat room are typing as you're spitting your well-crafted fire. It distracts from your rant, and it sounds even worse than it normally would. Stay still, spit fire, be courageous, Don't read the comments as they roll in, and then end it. And please, don't take it down after the fact, especially when you say that you're not going to take it down. Now, let me just refresh everybody on how the Internet works, especially for you youngins. If you put something up on the Internet, you should always assume that it will be there forever, no matter how quick you are able to delete it or how few people you think saw it. Someone will see it. Someone will grab it. And that's exactly what happened in this instance. Remember, I have loyal centralites everywhere. And now this little gem will live on the internet forever. On my website. (laughs) It will get its own little archive page. So whenever you feel the need to hear Mikey from Man Meat Barbecue spit straight fire and do a takedown video of me. Only to actually take it down seconds after he got done recording it. You can go right to my page, punch up man meat barbecue rant video, and you can watch it as many times as you want. Because once it goes to the internet, it never comes off the internet.
3: Get that big out of here.
0: By the way, I didn't answer the question that you had asked a couple different times. I will always 100% be too busy to go on your show. Always. That's right. I will always be too busy. Uh, so that was nine minutes. I apologize for the long, but I think it was worthwhile getting back through there. That was one of my highlights of 2019. John, your thoughts on that?
2: Yeah, that that's going to live in infamy, and it's given the rightful place on the website, so people can play that over and over again.
0: Yeah, by the way, uh, for those of you watching on video, let me show you exactly that I'm not uh, lying about that. So if you go to the main webpage, you go to About the Show, uh, there's a thing that says Man Meat Barbecue Rant Video right there. You click on that. And then that will bring up a page that gives you a quick text write up of what happened. Then there's a link that says man meat barbecue video, taking down barbecue central show that will take you to a Dropbox link. And then there is the video right there. So, uh, that's exactly what I said would happen and it's happening. Uh, Doug, your thoughts on that uh, dissertation? It, it, <coughs> it doesn't
5: suck. That's, that's the, uh, for sure. Uh, he almost got a little forclamped when he was, right before he took that sip of beer, and I thought he was going to down the whole thing, and then mm. he and then he bailed out. So yeah. that, was, that was my favorite.
1: Steve, your thoughts? It's a good lesson. Don't ever, don't ever go live like that.
0: That's right. Uh, okay, here's my. Uh, we'll it's probably run a a little long here uh, tonight, so I apologize if you are in the racing for last seconds on Christmas Eve type of gift. But again, uh, wrap gifts and listen. This is my second. Favorite clip of 2019. By the way, I can confirm. As luck doesn't have it, we will not be having a conversation with said Craig Barr. That is not happening. tonight. Now, I can tell you that I have booked a lot of people on this show. 12 and 13 and 14 years as we look down the whole deal. It's a long, tedious task sometimes. Sometimes you realize that you're going to be going after somebody and it's going to be tough. But the payoff might be there or it's a guess that everybody wants to listen to. So you put in the work, you put in the effort. I can tell you what, the first conversations through text message that I had with this guy, I knew that we were on straight up kook alert. Uh-oh. Steve, uh, we're back on Christmas Eve. We were kind of both in these text messages together. I mean, were you on kook alert right off the bat, too?
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. He's,
0: he's, he's different. He's different. He's got an eccentric personality. Yeah, All absolutely. Right. All right, stand by. Straight up kook alert. I sent a message, introduced myself, told him about the show, told him he was probably getting a lot of heat from other places. This was a safe haven. You know, really worked the soft pillow landing type of situation. And the first text I got back from him, and I quote, was, I'm getting hounded. I haven't committed yet, but okay, you are like the letters. You are in, but Tuesday though. So I gave him a little info on the show and followed back up with him on a Saturday around noon. He was wavering again. And a quote, I don't know. I've been getting death threats, harassed on Facebook, calls. I don't need any more bullying. What a life. I reassured him immediately after that I would not threaten him. Or threatened to kill him, and I promised, so good on me. That was the last I heard of him, noon on Saturday, Sunday. By the way, uh, 12 years into the live show, I've never threatened to kill anybody, so I'd just like to point (laughs) that out as well. As I'm giving you the timeline, I followed up with him right around noon, so let a day go. And I said, hey, I heard my pal, because now I got Steve Ray working in conjunction with me, because you know Steve is the unofficial mayor of Chattanooga, as well as Ultawa, and... Said I, I understand you've been talking to Steve, and I'm talking with you. And you know, can we commit for a 10 p.m. Eastern? Can we do that? And he rifled back with, "What kind of show is it?" So I then restated, "Hey, it's a barbecue and grilling show. It's food topic, but we we cover everything." And he said, "You know, before I filed, I called Popeyes to bitch. Not one natural person cared to call, and even gave me a hollow apology. The suit." Is it about my feelings or short supply? I cracked a rare Mercedes Carlson wheel and sliced a $400, uh, $400 tire, driving to a Popeye's that an employee told me they had the goods. So then I replied, <laughs> so it's a small claims court file for the damage to your tire and wheel. And he said, I don't even care about the hood rat that got the $25 out of me. I got people I never know or met threatening me. Hey, Hey, that's what the suit's about upon you. This is him, by the way. I'm reading word for it. Hey, that's what the suit is about and filed upon you, jerk off. WTF, you think I did? Honestly, I don't even like chicken all that much. You just pissed me off. That has been the final communication. That was Sunday afternoon. Oof. Sunday evening, I filed back up. Earlier this morning, I followed back up with no communications. And that was the string of emails. That I got from that guy. And it was, you know, right? I mean, it's par for the course, right? I mean, you're you're kind of lining up an interview that may or may not happen. It certainly did not happen, but that is the long and the long of it. It was worth potentially doing it. This is the kind of guy we're dealing with. I don't know how old he is. He's driving on really expensive rims, chasing down five dollar. Popeye's chicken sandwiches and he's not showing up on this show to talk about. This would have been the best thing he could have done was show up on this show and talk about how he's racing around trying to find Popeye's chicken sandwiches and how people are jacking him left and right and rolling with the punches. Who's giving this guy death threats for what? Do you think Popeye's is even spending one second considering this guy's lawsuit? All they would have to do is pony up a singular chicken sandwich that magically appears out of thin air and give it to this guy and he's going to be like lottery one thank you let's drop that suit i have the chicken sandwich ultimately he's going to be disappointed right and taste come on Craig, as we've learned that's up for debate taste on that chicken sandwich depending on who you're talking you made a mistake by not coming on this show you did i'm telling you you made a mistake i'm sorry for you i was professional you're a kook and didn't show up on my show. Get
3: that stuff out of
0: here. I'm not bitter. I wasn't bitter about it, you know. You you cracked a fifteen hundred dollar wheel chasing down a Popeyes chicken sandwich. It's a five dollar sandwich, and the guy took an additional twenty off your hands, bought something that wasn't a chicken sandwich, and then left out the front door, leaving you in the back sucking high tit. Great. <laughs> unbelievable can you imagine this guy sitting in the back of a Popeyes like best 20 bucks I ever spent I'm gonna give you 5 dollars I mean it's not 20 bucks and like take the chicken cost out of the 20 I'm giving you and keep 15 the chicken sandwich is 5 bucks and you're gonna get an additional 20 so that guy's netting 20 bucks regardless if he would have been a stand-up guy, not a hood rat, as Craig explains, and given him his chicken sandwich, net 20, I just would have took the 25 and left. I mean, there's not anything on a Popeye's chicken sandwich where if I'm going to jack a guy for 25 bucks that I'm even going to bother sticking around for, I'm just going to get into the car up front and leave. And why are you buying, as Kinger says in chat, why would you be even willing to risk buying something black market? Is that really going to be a Popeye's chicken sandwich? Probably not. Is it worth the 25 bucks? that's probably going to give you food poisoning? Probably not. Craig, you are a beauty. The invitation stands next week, week after. I will cancel anybody who is in. If Meathead's on next week and you want to come in at nine fourteen, Meathead, out of here. You're in. I still want to do it. I know you don't want to do it. You've made a terrible mistake by not coming on right now, but we can rectify this. We will talk about how the suit really isn't about the rim and the wheel or the rim and the tires you said it is because you said the chicken sandwich is on your mind and you can't get good that someone has to make a stand against big chicken and it's you wow I mean uh and per, and at the end it's prophetic because a couple weeks after that Steve relines him up and Craig Barr shows up on this show Steve I mean this was kind of a, a whole setup to actually getting him on the show as it looks like as we recap
1: yeah, it it was and he came on and he was a great guest. Yeah. And he he just he was just hilarious and he so he so he was so honest and um he was and so humorous that uh it was a great interview.
0: Steve, do you th- or uh Doug, do you think that if uh Craig hears this recap show that he'll be offended and probably will never do my show again because I called him a kook?
5: <laughs> no, I think Cal Bond did. He 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 does think this is kind of the circle of trust and a safe haven for, for him. So, no, I, I thought it was good. John, your thoughts? I think the whole
2: thing is was like, in my brain, you and Steve trying to turn a witness to give states evidence. It was <laughs> like, you guys were working this thing. And, oh, yeah. and, and then he didn't show up. And then your, I, your response is absolutely just precious.
0: <laughs> All right, uh, this is the last, uh, and this was my favorite rant of 2019. Uh, stand by. The National College Admissions Scandal. I got Stephen Reichlin's take on in the first hour, so if you missed that, go back and get it in podcast. Uh, this story broke after the show on Tuesday last week, so there's been a lot of info put out since the initial push, and I'm not really going to get into what all happened or what it's all about per se. If you aren't familiar at a very, very, very high-level Rich people are buying their kids' way into college and paying a shitload of money for it. In some cases, more than the school's tuition would be for a four-year span at full retail. And no one pays full retail. The two faces, for whatever reason, of this scandal are the, uh, the one of the ladies from Desperate Housewives. I don't know which one. And Aunt Becky oh. from Full House. You know, the hot chick. What's her name? Lori something. By the way, at whatever age she is, still super hot. Good for you, Aunt Thinking. Way to go. Her name's Lori Laughlin, by the way. So here's my take, and it has a few prongs. And look, I'm close to this because I have a senior in high school. We've been doing the whole college thing for the past two years almost. I'll be doing it again starting next year with the daughter that's a sophomore. And then I'll be doing it again a few years after that. With my daughter that is currently in 7th grade. And the narrative is this. Parents these days don't make their kids work for anything. The kids in turn don't appreciate anything. And they expect everything. That's entitlement in its very essence. The other narrative is the rich live by a different set of rules. And will buy whatever they want. Including admission into colleges. Here's a question. For the rich, whatever that means to you, and while I can't live in that reality where money isn't a true matter of concern month to month, where I could chip off some bag a quarter mil to try and get my kid into college, are your kids the ones asking to go to Yale or Harvard or USC, or are you trying to go back to make sure that you can say that your kid goes to a certain school because that's what it looks like? The school my oldest is trying hard to get into right now, a Division II school. Full tuition, room and board, all the other expenses, all in. $49,000 a year. I'm no mathematician, but that's $200,000 over a four-year span. And that's before any assistance. Are you telling me that paying more than that full amount is worth it? For what? I'm going to let you in on a little secret and I'm not sure if everybody's going to agree with me here, most kids should not be going to college right after high school. It's a bad next step that has been pushed down from generation to generation, and at the rate the colleges have increased tuition over the past 10 years or so, you're pissing your money away if you aren't ready to specialize immediately going into college. But how realistic is that? You're 18 years old. Do you know what the hell you wanted to be or do for the rest of your life when you were 18 years old? Some of you probably did. But I doubt it's the majority of us. Kids are going to school because they think that's where they're going to figure it all out. Wrong. That's an old-fashioned mindset. That thinking is broke. And it's going to cost you tens of thousands of dollars, if not hundreds of thousands of dollars. Instead of going to college, go serve your country for four years. Find a passion while earning money for college when you eventually get there. There's not a time limit on when you have to start and finish college. Or if the military isn't your thing, go intern at various companies, see what you like, see what you don't like, see what real life is like. Because here's a news flash college isn't real life either. Not everyone is made for college. Not everyone gets accepted to college. The time to learn that life is tough is right here and right now. And the parents who try to get their kids out of every jam or buy them everything, including their way into college, is not helping anyone. You're so concerned with being your kid's friend. Fuck that. Be their parent. Your job isn't to be their friend with your kids. If you're worried about being their pal, you suck as a parent. Sacrifice your friendship and do these things instead. Teach them a work ethic. Teach them the value of a dollar and make them buy their own shit. Teach them accountability for their actions. Follow through on the punishments that you are threatening with. Teach them compassion. Teach them self-sacrifice. Teach them how to win with class. Teach them how to lose with the same class. Teach them how to control their emotions and not let their emotions control them. Teach them how to de-escalate dangerous situations with their words, but also teach them how to handle themselves when those words don't work to de-escalate that situation. Teach them now that life isn't fair, but hard work will always pay off no matter what. Do all that shit as a parent. Create a valuable and contributing member to society. When did the switch happen to parents wanting to be their kids' buddies? If I want a friend, I'll go to barbecue competitions or I'll sit outside my porch and hang with neighbor Desmond. That's right. Remember, it's okay to not do what everyone else is doing or thinks you should be doing. And rich people, stop buying your kids' way into colleges. It's ruining it for the kids or busting their asses. That's not fair to them. Aunt Becky paid two hundred and fifty grand a kid to get into USC. USC.
3: Get that free stuff out of here.
0: No offense to USC, but I got to imagine two hundred fifty grand buying me a better school to get into than USC. Steve, is is USC worth two hundred and fifty thousand dollars each? No. Holy no. shit! That's incredible. Uh, Doug, USC two hundred fifty G's no
5: no we're from yeah of course i'm from texas i would say not
0: uh, or okay what about uh university of texas or texas a&m or wherever the hell school you want to go to texas is it worth 250 grand no yeah no john that's, that's a lot of money 250 no. g's no way no wow. no all right um so that was my favorite rant uh, maybe that was a little uh off the uh The beaten path and on that But I like talking about Aunt Becky when I can talk about Aunt Becky. Now, let's ask the real question going around the dais here. At whatever age she is, Aunt Becky still hot. John, yes or no? Yes, of course. Steve, Aunt Becky still hot, yes or no? Absolutely. Absolutely. That's two for two. Doug, Aunt Becky hot, yes or no?
5: I never watched Aunt Becky when she was on the show, so I would say yeah,
0: no, not really It's like Steve saying he's never he never knew DivaQ's been on the show before. You never (laughs) saw one episode of of uh what the hell's the name of the show? Full House? Uh, No. Never? No. I think didn't it have kids in it? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> that's right doug you do not like kids andrew you are not i forgot, <laughs> I forgot. Wow, consistent. yeah you're right um i'm consistent I, I didn't think about that that was a family show so oh boy <laughs> nevertheless all right uh let's quickly so those are sound drops of uh, favorite sound drops of 2019 um uh, we are uh, 15 minutes over at the moment is everybody okay or We got a jet here? Good to go. go? All right, Uh, Let's quickly talk about uh, 2019, the best or most uh, talked about food story of 2019. Steve, your uh, thought on that?
1: Yeah. Popeye's chicken sandwich, a sandwich that swept the nation and moved Chick-fil-A off the pedestal Mm -hmm. in the chicken sandwich conversation. Chick-fil-A finally had something to be compared to and more than not Chick-fil-A lost. But I'm going to tell you now what everybody missed that makes this story even more interesting. All right. No one was happier to see the Popeye's story than Blue Bell ice cream. The Popeye's story was to Blue Bell what 9-11 was to Congressman Gary Condit. You remember Gary Condit, the congressman from California, accused in the disappearance of the congressional aide, Chandra Levy? it was the number one story on yep. in the lead story on all three networks on September the 10th hmm. 2001 guess what happened on 2011 yep. or on September 11th right okay. all right on July 3rd a teenager in San Antonio San Antonio Texas Doug, caught opening <laughs> blue Bell ice creams at a grocery store licking them and then putting them back in the store freezer. It set off a frenzy of copycat acts, and kids started posting themselves licking Bluebell ice cream and putting it back. Wow. Bluebell ice cream sales took a hit, but the trend ended just a few weeks when later the Popeyes introduced the sold out chicken sandwiches, and in New Jersey, they began to riot.
0: Really? Absolutely. Now, that is a unbelievable piece of investigative journalism uh and that did make it up to the Cleveland Ohio news area too I remember seeing some clerk licking ice cream and sticking it, it back a big in the case story. wow it, it was certainly was it a huge
1: was. story yeah.
0: a huge story Doug uh, does Steve continue to amaze you with what kind of things he can pull out of a story
5: yes I actually thought he was gonna go when uh, Blue Bill had the uh, Listeria problem so I, yeah I oh. didn't re- yeah yeah wow. so it uh, yeah the licking thing was uh yeah and it happened here in San Antonio of course yep. yes
0: uh John your thoughts
2: I was waiting for him to tie it back to Pearl Harbor like what, where's this going <laughs> well done Steve yep. well, well well done
0: no doubt uh Doug your <laughs> 2019 food story or a trend of the year that you like well, uh,
5: yeah, obviously the chicken sandwiches is is, is up there and uh, you know best clips and stuff, but the the plant based protein or meat mm. um, because I I think you like the protein word, I like yeah. the meat word because they like to uh, simulate the uh, you know the blood or myo you know not the blood but the myoglobin. Uh, Uh, you know, that comes out. And so I I think they're trying to to really be plant-based meat. But anyway, so I think that's kind of the story because just the popularity of it is just amazing to me.
0: John, your 2019 story?
2: Well, Popeye's eclipsed everything, unfortunately, which is just a a disgrace in my mind. Um, I very much agree with Doug, but there's a great new story that has fallen by the wayside because of Popeye's, and that's Peter Vuger's Falls from Grace you know, as one of the greatest steakhouses in the, on the planet, now get taken zero rating reviews. Uh, that's a big story.
0: But that, I mean, is it multiple zeros? I saw the one where the I don't, was it a was it a Yelper? Was it a food critic trashed it? But then it's, I it's saw a food,
2: a food critic. Oh, yeah. Right.
0: yeah, and the, but then I saw a number of posts where people like flocked to Peter Luger's and said, "Well, this guy's a you know out of his out of his gourd here," and it's actually continuing to be one of the, the staples and, and good service experiences.
2: and I think it will be. I mean, there's a lot of confirmation bias in it, but just the fact that it fell. Hmm. I mean, it's a, an icon, it's, and it's a sign of changing times.
0: Yeah. Uh, I think, uh, undoubtedly, the best food story or the most popular food story of the year is the Popeye's chicken sandwich. I don't think there's anything that comes close to it. Not only was it big in the summer, it was able to gain – as much popularity, potentially more popularity when it was just reintroduced uh, last month or, or, or five or six weeks ago however long it's been. And the fact that people are lining up like it's Austin barbecue, the fact that people are literally fighting each other over these things, and the fact that people are literally taking each other's lives over these things, far surpasses any other thing. San- and I agree with Doug, too. I thought one of the, the, the major continuing stories are pretty much – I mean, plant-based proteins have been around for a little while. They really started to make an emergence in 2018, but 2019 was certainly the firm plantation of plant-based meats into the food world, and it's something that we're definitely not going to see the end of. But when it comes to things that people will talk about in 2019 and revisit the Popeye's chicken sandwich, is absolutely... Now, here's the question about the Popeye's chicken sandwich, since we all kind of agree... That this one was a, a meteoric rise in in what people are talking about. John, do you think that we will even hear about the Popeyes chicken sandwiches twenty twenty terms?
2: Uh, maybe in the first quarter, if we're lucky, it's it'll it'll fade off into nothing as everybody tries to ramp that up and flood that market with their own chicken BS.
0: Steve, do you think we will hear about the Popeyes chicken sandwich in twenty
1: twenty? Yeah, I I said the same thing John. The first quarter McDonald's is getting ready to introduce yep, yep. a new chicken sandwich and uh I think that'll die after April.
0: Uh Doug, do you think we will see Popeye's chicken sandwich in 2020? Doug on mute again. Good job. <laughs> <laughs>
5: Uh, I think I think we'll hear it later in the year, and maybe they'll do a once-year release like McRib.
0: All right, I think that there will absolutely be zero mention of the Popeyes chicken sandwich in 2020. I think this was uh, easily as much of a flash in the pan as that place can handle, and it will continue to flounder in mediocrity. Although people will take me to task on that as well. Uh, all right, let's quickly look into 2020 before we close the show. Uh, Steve,
1: your prediction of 2020? Anything? Uh, the chicken sandwich, uh, taking a dive. Uh, McCormick will continue to dominate the barbecue rub sector. The grill great line of rubs is a bestseller. McCormick saw the uptick in live fire cooking before anybody did years ago and introduced their line of live fire rubs mm-hmm. and expect to see a new product from them uh, this year. The sales of the Weber pellet grill will disappoint. It's too little, too late for Weber. The biggest benefit of the Weber smoke fire I saw from watching the videos by the invited influencers last month at the unveiling was its ability to sear a steak, just like the Weber grill that I already own. I don't need two. The price point's high, and the selection is low. It's a retail recipe for disaster. Mm. The highest-priced consumer Green Mountain Grill is about $250 less than the small edition of the Weber Smoke Fire.
0: All right, uh, Doug. Your 2020 thought?
5: I think uh, the craft meat market will continue to uh, to grow because you know you we're basically Wagyu farms are everywhere. It's mm-hmm. like every you know everyone has a neighbor that has a Wagyu farm. There's near there's
0: one in um, Ohio, believe it or not. There is a Wagyu farm in Ohio, Con- confirmed. Really? Yes.
5: Okay. And uh, I'd say uh, Instagram is going to take a little bit of a downfall. It just uh, doesn't seem to be as popular. And maybe Facebook will have uh, a little bit of a resurgence. On the um, competition barbecue, I think it'll be a downward trend still. A lot of people are getting rid of their big rigs and uh, downsizing into smaller trailers and smaller pits. And uh, from a food perspective, I think cauliflower will start making a a big hit next year instead of like a a normal bread pizza crust. All right. Uh,
0: John, your 2020 thoughts?
2: Totally agree with Greg on the cauliflower that's going to boom in 2020. Plant-based meat or protein will continue to rise as well as all vegetables. Uh, I see trending upward online grocery shopping services continue to grow and gain market share and change the way that we grocery shop in general. Keto is going to keep tracking upward, no doubt in my mind. Mocktails are going to be big. Non-alcoholic cocktails is coming in 2020. (laughs) Write it down, make book on it. And I also see a big trend toward lower waste packaging as we work toward more, su- including more sustainable farming. I see those two areas are continuing to grow in 2020.
0: All right. Uh, my prediction, I'm going to go against exactly what Steve said. Uh, I'm going to predict that the growth of the pellet cooker market with the introduction of the Weber pellet cooker, the smoke fire, is going to be a game changer. I think that, uh, while the live fire industry folks that we are have accepted the coolness and convenience of a pellet cooker, the fact that Weber is going to bring their version to market is now going to legitimize it to the rest of the live fire folks that are on the fringe and potentially bring them into the fold a little bit more. It's a name that everybody recognizes. Uh, a Pit boss or pellet boss, or whatever the hell it's called, isn't the name that everybody recognizes. The- The pellet cooker closest to a Weber name is certainly going to be Traeger. And I think if you ask 10 people, do you know what a Traeger is and do you know what a Weber is, the majority are going to know Weber from a name brand recognition than Traeger, even though Traeger is certainly a a leader in the pellet cooker market. So uh, Weber bringing this into 2020 or when it will actually be able to be bought and purchased uh, well you can buy it now I guess, but when it will be delivered in 2020 is going to really change the pellet cooker game and increase market share. Uh, Everybody is probably going to be a a rising tide helping all ships, I think if that's what the saying is. So I think uh, Weber's introduction of the smoke fire is going to be huge. I continue to agree that Plant-based meats uh, or plant-based proteins are going to be on the surge, and I'm certainly intrigued with uh, John's take that uh, mocktails are going to be something that we're going to see more and more of. I'm certainly a fan of that as well. All right, that, folks, is going to put a cap on 2019 of the Barbecue Central show of the Embedded Correspondence of 2019. We are certainly looking forward to the Embedded Correspondence in 2020, as you will see them the fourth week of January here and uh, guys, I just want to take a one quick second to say that uh, this year has been a spectacular embedded correspondence year. We've had many great segments. We have had many great soundbite opportunities. We have had many differing opinions. We have had many of the same opinions. And the fact that you guys are taking your time out each month, and then of course there's the associated prep time that goes along with that as well, is certainly uh, not going unnoticed by me or not appreciated. I certainly appreciate it, and I know it's not going unnoticed by the fans of the Barbecue Central Show as this has become one of the most anticipated monthly segments of the show. So, John, thank you. Steve, thank you. And longest-running correspondent Doug Shiding from Texas, thank you. And we will see you guys next year. There they are, the embedded correspondents from the Barbecue Central Show. And uh, they will be back in January. Wow. All right, we are way late. I apologize. 26 minutes. So you are going to have to make sure that your gift wrapping and all that stuff has been taking place. Thought we would end around 11, but we shot past almost 11.30 here on the Eastern Time. I want to thank Steve Ray from Ottawa, Tennessee. I want to thank John Solberg from Michigan and Doug Shiding from Texas for helping me plow through this special Christmas Eve edition. As you load into the second hour in your podcast and you see the extra 30 minutes, don't freak out. That's not a mistake. It's not going to be 30 seconds of dead air. We are here helping you out, giving you information and context. I want to wish everybody a Merry Christmas as we fold into it here in the next half hour. Again, no show next week, but we will be back and better than ever as the turn of the year starts here in 2020. Malcolm Reed, same the Cooking Guy, all those guests that you have come to know and love recurring first second third and fourth week of every month will be there i want to thank everybody for a great year of 2019 looking forward to an even better year of 2020 if you have any questions comments concerns get a hold of me greg at the bbqcentralshow.com want to wish everybody a happy new year since i won't be here to do it next week september 11th 2001 i will never forget And until the first of the year when we rejoin, is your program host and proud U.S. American Greg Rempe saying thank you so much and so long, everybody.
3: This is Jennifer Polymus from Shalot, North Carolina, and this is Barbecue Central.